Welcome to Seishura. Live. Music Explorers Podcast. Yes, Live. we are in the flesh. <laughs> and I am Scoop Magoo, again, I'm, in the flesh. I'm Jim Jam. Also, also in the flesh. Also in the flesh. <laughs> um, yeah, and the reason we're here together, as you might have guessed, uh, we did another Bone Moose run. This time we drove up to Portsmouth. Um, good selection there. And yeah. we're very excited to talk about our finds. It was surprisingly good. I, yeah. I was like, within the first two minutes of being there, I found stuff. Nice. And I was just genuinely, genuinely surprised. Yeah. Because I, I thought that bonus was just, no, yeah. like, long gone now. Uh, but apparently, just Salem is. <laughs> Which unfortunately is the closest one to us. But yeah. That's, that's okay. I, I'm even closer now. Yeah. Like, I'm literally right down the road now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, there's other stuff that I can spend my money on. So, yeah. So, you know, it's all good. But, yeah, so we got a bunch of shit. Yeah. And I guess without further ado, why don't you lead us off? So I'm doing two. You'll and do you're two. doing one? Okay. Yeah, just so. Let's reach into my bag of tricks. Uh, these two. Oh, okay. Uh, Steve Reich's uh, Desert Music. Um, I don't really know a ton about this. It's uh, just Steve Reich. Um, I think, I think if I remember it, so there's this, um, there's this great little, uh, YouTube anime short, uh, called Puperia that was completely created, animated by one person. Uh, it came out last year, I want to say. I was seriously just watching this because it is like, it, it's like a Miyazaki film and like a Lynch film put together. Wow. It is, it is incredible, but they use, uh, I'm pretty sure piece from Reich's Desert Music huh. and it works perfectly with it. Like it's just like this abstract sort of short film that I think there's sort of an overall meaning behind it but mm-hmm. it's not really trying to beat you over the head with it. Yeah. Super cool. Really love that thing. Nice. Um, and and I guess in the same genre of things uh, Arvo Parts uh, it's called Tideum which I think it's just a collection of his other things. They uh, ECM put out like a bunch of these yeah. um, pieces of Arvo parts, and uh, I'm I the I think the I already had the other ones, and I've just like every time I've picked up one of these, I've not been disappointed with it. Nice. I just think he's such a great composer. Uh, he just makes such beautiful, beautiful music. Nice. So, really psyched to listen to these. Sweet. Yeah. Very good. Nice yes. classical out of the out of the gate. They had some really cool classical music this time around. Like for some reason, that that one in Portsmouth has like uh, last time we were there, I remember seeing like some Schoenberg there, uh, which I'd like never seen before. They had some Penderecki stuff that is like again haven't really seen that before. Yeah, it's really cool. For some reason, I think we talked about this before. Bobby McFerrin was in classical. Uh, and, and not not just like a Bobby McFerrin album, like the entire Bobby entire McFerrin section, section was is in classical. So uh, I guess we're making that distinction now. All right. I, I wonder if it's because they don't know where to put them. No, so, sorry, this is a bad segue, but um, they're so close to Mass, Maine, and obviously New Hampshire. So maybe there's just more people that might sell stuff there. Maybe because I've I've always found that they've had well, a good variety. I don't know if you saw it there. On their front uh, door, but I think they're not taking any trade-ins. I think they're taking limited. Uh, there was a sign on the inside where yeah. they're only taking up to three trade-ins of seventy-five items or more. I don't know. It's. it's it, I mean, when I stopped by Bulmos in Salem, they weren't taking any trade-ins. Really, and I, and I think that was just because they were maybe acclimating back to you know being yeah. actually back. Which feels work. interesting because it's last time we were there. It seemed like they really needed. Yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> Uh, and I've been meaning to sell some stuff there, but oh. well, what you got? So it sounded like you didn't get any metal, did you? No, uh, yeah. unfortunately. So this is about the heaviest we're going to get. Uh, self-titled Animals as Leaders. Oh. Um, I've always been partial to Weightless. Uh, I think I just like I like the songwriting, and also I just... I feel like the production on their self-titled is, is a little bit lacking. But like uh, in, in what respect? Uh, it's just it's not as... It's a little rough around the edges. Like, I still think the songwriting on this one is good as well, but I think one of the reasons I didn't buy it for so long 
is I like this when it came out, and then once I heard Weightless, Weightless was just I thought like a a tighter version of this. Like it was mm. kind of it gave me what I wanted, or like Can the same thing. Because um, there's a track on this. I think it's on Impulse that I just remembered like just being obsessed with that song. I think it's yeah. I think it's on Impulse. I think I I really liked uh, Capo. Um, I like Tempting Time. Um, yeah, I mean this is really I totally get why. I always thought it was they were a weird band, like they when they would headline tours, I would be interested to see what they felt like live, because especially yeah. they're headlining. You know, they would tour with bands like Veil Via and Periphery. So like you have these bands, I guess you could mosh. Well, to- they were assigned to Samaria though, right? Yeah, so like, obviously this is prosthetic, but yeah, still. but but they, I think at some point, at the very least, they were friendly with those bands, and, and you know, on the Samarian side. Yeah. So I mean, I knew some people who had saw them live and. It was just not because it's like a different kind of thing. I mean, they have some moshable riffs, but it's not like you, ever, you know. You ever think about this that the Sumerian logo is the Sphinx, which is in Egypt and not Sumerian? Well, <laughs> just, just just a random thought. Not the uh, but I, I mean, yeah. Speaking of it, we were talking about because we, we always talk about Shabazz Palaces, but talk about <laughs> a band that's kind of lost their way a little bit. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I think. I think Joy Enjoy Motion came out. I just wasn't into that sound, yeah. so I don't. I can't tell if it was good or not. But yeah, most people think that most people who like them that I've talked to have said that after that they've kind of they're yeah. just kind of okay. Yeah, I mean the, the thing is, there's I feel like there's only so much you can do within like that niche that they've carved for themselves, yeah. and they they just don't seem like they want to make it any wider than it already is. Yeah, and I mean you, you know me with, I mean I think it's. I don't think it's fair to call their music shred, but like the music that's very focused on technicality. I mean, they have yeah. some good. They have some good songwriting. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think after a while, just like, well, here's a new set of guitar if, solos. Have you ever seen? There's a there's a really cool video of um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's he's basically playing guitar with Toast and Abassi, and they're just kind of talking about how we learn. Oh yeah. Like that. And he's talking about like how <laughs> his earliest memories were, were playing were playing along with Shred. Yeah, well, like, like like old eighties VHS old, like, like Shred hair, hair, hair metal guitar. And I remember the guy. He he was a fun host. He, he, yeah, he, really he nice did guy. one with uh, Saint Vincent, the guy from uh, uh, Deaf Heaven. So he had a fun personality. Yeah. I remember he was just fucking blown away because he had just been watching this guy do insane stuff on yeah. his eight string, and he's like, "You learned on like from eighties hair metal guitar yeah. videos." I mean, Toast and Bassy, he is uh, he blows me away. Yeah. But, like regardless of the quality of Animals as Leaders albums after like Weightless, yeah, he's an insane. You know, yeah. you, I mean, just it's undeniable how damn talented yeah, that guy it's, is. It's yeah, it's insane. Yeah. All right, let's see. To a random. Okay, uh, Bad Moon Rising by Sonic Youth. Uh, because I I remember our friend of the show, Devin, swears by this album. Uh, I've been meaning to buy it. I've actually never listened to it, uh, but I've wanted to. They had a couple, they had, I think, Goo as well, but I was like, eh, I'll do one. Do one Sonic Youth. Yeah. Um, and this one's supposed to be, like, one of their best because it's kind of like that period, like, after sort of the wildness of, of Confusionist sex. But like before, they get a little more traditional with like evil. Yeah. Um, so yeah, psyched about that. Nice. Oh, this I, I might be the most psyched about this one is uh, Beastie Boys. Some old bullshit. Huh. This is uh, a compilation and it also Golden Retriever on the cover. Ooh, that's a win. Yeah, that's a bad. That's a doggo. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a compilation of all their old hardcore punk singles. Because uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is really common knowledge or not. I think it kind of is that they used to be a hardcore punk band yeah. before they discovered hip hop. Yeah. And uh, so th- there are a couple of these that show up on like uh, they used to be anyway. I, I remember um, there's a track off of uh, Ill Communication called Heart Attack Man that was like just hardcore punk. So I'm really psyched to listen to this. This is like one of these albums that I always like look look for. What really pisses me off though is that the uh, the spine is upside down. Oh yeah, that's always annoying. which yeah is is yeah. like uh, fine. I I, oh, I I looked uh because they had a couple of copies of it. Uh, I wanted to see if, if any of the other ones were upside down and they all were. I was just like, mm. that stinks. Yeah. Do you it, think that was that was their cho- like the band's choice or do you think someone just was trying to fuck with you? 
Or like, you're trying to fuck with the next, <laughs> yeah, I, the I, next person. I, I, I'm not I'm you sure, specifically, but I'm sure it's, maybe. it's a mass conspiracy. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I, th- there are some albums that, for some reason, they just do that. Yeah. And I, I don't really understand why. But actually, have you noticed? I mean, we're getting a little off topic, but there's this new, like, instead of like Digipack, there's like a, I don't know, what, Shasta Pack or something like that. Oh, where like, is it where it kind of. It, 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 it's it like taller. Oh. Yeah. I, Maybe I some of my. I don't know if it's like specifically that format, but some of my CDs are a little bit taller. Well, yeah, it's it, but like this one's like significantly taller. And like oh. I've seen them a couple times now. And almost I'm like, like a DVD case size or? Yeah, almost. Huh. Like, and I'm just like, this is. Like, I don't know whether it's. They're, they're like, oh, CDs are getting boring. Let's make them taller and make them new so the kids like them. That's so weird because I feel like the reason the CD case is the size it is is because that's how big it needs to be. To hold yeah. Like, I feel like that it's fine. Well, it, it? So it, maybe, maybe they're holding like liner notes uh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Maybe like art cards or something yeah. like that. But I don't know. I just found the size to be really odd yeah. and just kind of a weird choice. But anyway. The size to be odd Yeah. and a weird choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I, yeah. Um, you ever watched our rest of Elvin? I have not. Uh, it, the first two seasons are genuinely good, and then it totally falls apart. Because, <laughs> like, the whole thing is that the family's super dysfunctional, and the main, uh, Jason... Bateman. Yeah, Bate, yeah, he holds them together. And then the third season, he stops holding them together, and the show falls apart. And it's like, that was the whole point. But anyway... You know, I was, you know, looking into it after we started watching the show. They actually got into legal issues with a band called the Rest of Development. Oh, um, yeah. They, aren't they a hip-hop Yeah, they're yeah. a hip-hop band. And I bought one of their albums. Because oh. it was cheap and it looks interesting. Uh, I Googled it quickly just because I noticed, oh, yeah, Rest of Development. And, yeah, I guess that this was, it was kind of welcomed as refreshing. It came out in 92, so it was very different. Uh, this is three years, five months, and two days in the life of Rest Development, which I guess that was how long it took them to get a record deal huh. uh, for when they formed. Uh, um, yeah, so I guess this is a lot more kind of hippy-dippy, like pro, pro-Africa, pro like, you know, peace, love. Uh, I guess it was... And the beats were very, very different um, from what what most rappers were doing. Are we talking about, like, was it Tribe of Nations? Like, yeah, but like I, Black, I think so. Black Panther type of so, so like I think so. kind of like sort of the same like Zulu Nation like thing that like Tribe Called Quest was like, yeah. associated with. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm saying this based off of kind of what I'm what I'm gleaning, but it's certainly yeah. that's the imagery very much speaks in that sense. The, there's a really interesting book on hip hop. Uh, I think it's called like Can't Stop, Won't Stop. That I really want to read at some point. Yeah, and so maybe it would be able to shed more light on that because we are woefully ignorant i am but i mean i just i i've been in the mood for some you know golden age 90s hip-hop and this really uh i don't know this looks i i feel like we kind of have have a vision of what 90s hip-hop sounds like so i've been trying to buy the the more what what's the word like under underappreciated you know like like underrated that you know they kind of they did stuff that was different. Like, they don't exactly sound like what we expect the 90s hip-hop trend to sound like. So yeah. I'm excited to give it a listen. And I'm glad that they got into a legal dispute with the rest of the development, because otherwise I would have had no idea they existed. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was looking through the hip-hop section. Like, that was, like, the first thing that I saw yeah. in the store that I was looking through. I was really hoping to get some more stuff, but I just got Beastie Boys and yeah. not even hip-hop Beastie Boys. Uh, but I did have uh, Nunchell Pass in my cart. And as well as uh, Mad Villainy, uh, and I had to put them both back. Yeah. So were they both new, like brand new? Is that part of yeah, it? Yeah. Um, but it was also like I'm like, I enjoy Mad Villainy much more than I used to, but I don't know if I if it's something you're ready would, to buy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. And with with Nutshell Pass, I actually had Labor Days on in the car, and like, Aesop just makes his album so long. Yeah. And it can be a lot, and I I I remember feeling that way with Nunchell Pass, which yeah. is why I sold it years ago. Um, and I kind of regret that decision because listening to Labor Days again was really good. Yeah, I mean, that's what, Nunchell Pass is just nothing but, in my opinion, nothing but great songs. But yeah. there's just, 
is a lot of them. I think his best album in that regard is Skeleton, just because there's so much more variety. For some reason, I always see that as like such a sea change of an album for him because it felt like shorter and it felt like more to the point. Yeah, but yeah, I, not only that, I think the fact that it was, um, because at least you know, Nunshell Pass feels like a lot of really cool, interesting blockhead beats, but it's mm-hmm. it's just like you know, beats him doing really deep rhymes, whereas you know, you have, um a lot of interesting ideas on Skeleton, which I'm so... I, I sold my copy. I bought it when it first came out, and I sold my copy for, I don't know, yeah, bad I, reasons. I, I remember... I just, I'm so glad I have a copy of Skeleton, but yeah. I, I still think Impossible Kid, I think, is, is his best yeah. by by far. Um, just because, I don't know, it feels like it... it You know, Labor Day is like that sort of early Aesop is super esoteric in terms of lyricism. Yeah. It, but, like... Impossible Kid, I feel like it just kind of makes it a little more digestible. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, Wes Montgomery, uh, The Incredible Jazz Guitar. Wes Montgomery, this is like a jazz guitar album, no shit. Uh, I haven't listened to this thing for years, so I don't really remember exactly what it sounds like, but I'm always interested in getting some new jazz albums. Yeah. Uh, so, really happy there. Uh, Active Child, though. Oh. You are all I see. I've been meaning oh. to get this for a while now, and they had it, and so I'm just like, fuck it. Go yeah. for it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm really psyched about it, because, I mean, there's just some great tracks off this thing, even beyond playing House. Which is just such a good... Baby, that's See, like, that, that is one of the reasons, like, that's why you do features. Because, yeah. like, I was get really into How to Dress Well, and I saw this song, I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And, like, that's... Yeah. That's a great-ass song. And his feature is really good. Yeah, I mean, there's some great tracks. I mean, yeah. Hanging On, High Priestess. Like, they're just freaking beautiful yeah, album. Yeah, I, lo- I love that album. Yeah. That's really, really good. Um, yeah, so that's that's these. Yeah, I, I'm looking at this this album co- I still don't get this album cover. His his album covers are weird. Which uh, one? Active Child? Yeah. Yeah, just he, like random photo. Well, have you seen the latest one? Because he looks like... He looks like Robin Williams in the yeah. movie One Hour Photo, <laughs> if you've ever seen that yeah. movie, where Robin Williams plays a pseudo-predator, kind of. Not the, not the best imagery for your album cover. Well, it, it's just, I mean, I, I don't think it's purposeful. I just think, like, he has, like, the blonde hair. Like, I, I don't know whether he grew his hair out or he... I think he dyed it, too. And just with the glasses, I don't know. It just, I, I'm like, oh. Like, that's... Okay. <laughs> Which is so superficial, but yeah. still. Mm. Yeah, this next one is... Uh, I think Pitchfork posted an article about it. I've been familiar with this album for a while. Uh, I did my, my random CD selection and um, New Order, Powers, Power... Um, Power, Power Corruption Lies. Yeah, came on. And I just, you know, seeing the an article about this album and just having, like, 80 synth pop in my head. Uh, the Blue Nile, Hats. I guess Never this is a well-regarded um, synth pop, or, you know, sophisty pop, '80s uh, '80s album. Uh, don't really know what it sounds like, but uh, my dad played a lot of of '80s electronic music and electronic music in general from like pre the pre two thousands when I was growing up. So I don't know. Like I, I just I hope that. I hope it has some bangers on it. Uh, it was pretty cheap, and it just it was in my head. Uh, I, I kind of a light. I don't know. I, maybe it was because I started with books, and like I already had like the mental head count about how much I was spending. But I fi- I wanted to get something else, and this looked interesting, so I'll report I'm back. To, yeah, I yeah. I definitely want to take that down at some point because I uh, I'm always up for some from for some like '80s cheese. It's also a str- uh, straight. I don't know. I, I like the I like the cover. Like I feel like it's very '80s. It's like a little. I don't know. It, it kind of looks like you know you know that Grace Jones album cover yeah, where her jaws open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it kind of looks like that but like si- like a silhouette. Yeah, a little more subtle. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, let's see. These two. Um uh, oh, these three. Okay. Guess we got these two. Uh Crush by Floating Points. Nice. Yeah, uh, I I think I only listened to this once and I remember you put it as like one of your albums of the year. Yeah, it's great great album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and I just I love the album cover. Um, so good, lot. yeah. Um, and I mean, I I've just I've been really interested in uh, Buchla synthesizers, and this is he 
plays almost exclusively this. I think it's like this and a drum machine. Wow. On this album, and like it's just that's all this album is. Wow. And and I'm like that's impressive. Yeah. And I just I don't know. I'm just that's crazy. That's it. Yeah. Because it's that that's a very lush, beautiful. What yeah. people can do with synths is insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was listening to um, you know uh, Silver Apples of the Moon mm-hmm. um, again, and just like listening to that with like the historical context that this was like such an early piece of electronic music and just really listening to like I really just sat down and just didn't do anything else you know it was, it was an amazing listen mm-hmm. to just kind of put yourself in that soundscape um yeah I really psyched about this nice yeah. um also in electronic music uh Surgeon from Farthest Known Objects I don't really know anything about Surgeon hmm. Um, I, so I've been listening to a lot to like a lot of like music podcast yeah. and, um, I think one of those is called how we bleep. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's yeah, it, well, it's, it's all about like music tech and things like that. And so the guy who runs it, who uh, he, he does a YouTube channel called, uh, Mylar melodies where he goes over a lot of music equipment and things like that, but like a lot of modular stuff. Yeah. Um, he had surgeon on it and he was describing him as like just this insane like techno producer and apparently um the daft punk song teachers off of homework shouts him out he's like the last person they shout out is surgeon and just hearing this interview with this this guy he's just really interesting just like he's talking about like all this different stuff he listens to that he he's like insistent on always trying to keep an open mind when it comes to music and just always trying to listen to as much stuff as you can and from as wide variety as you can. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that's so indicative of someone's music right there. It's yeah. just, like, someone who really cares about their music and sort of hearing about how he made his music and how, like, he pretty much only does, like, improvised sets now mm-hmm. is just, like, really cool. And, like, I don't really know a ton about techno and house. I've never really dabbled too far in them Yeah, because I just... A lot of times it can be really derivative. Like, it can get really derivative yeah. really fast. But I feel like this might be a good entry point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is his best regarded album. You know, I think it's entirely made on, like, Ableton or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, later on, he would, like, go, like, completely modular with this stuff. And it, it's, it's really interesting to sort of see how he works and him talking about how he works. So I'm, I'm excited to hear this. Uh, I've been really wanting to get into, like, techno and, like, more EDM yeah. type of stuff. So nice, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I, I always because Ripper, I I can't remember the last time we've done like a genre exploration. Yeah, but I've always I've wanted to do one on EDM for a while now, uh, because I just think it's you know like it's a genre that I feel like deserves more attention from myself. Yeah, uh, because I just don't really know that much about it. Like I think the most I've gone into like it's like Daft Punk, John Hopkins. Yeah, that's about it. I love me some dance music, so yeah, hit, hit me up. Um, I did not leave the hip hop uh, section with only rest development. I also got strictly business by okay. EPMD, which is uh, considered a, a, a classic of the era. Uh, much oh, it did not come out in twenty thirteen. I don't know when this originally came out, um, but this is considered, you know, v- very much. A production, maybe not production forward, but like it's known for its production, like very like the, the the funky samples, like soul samples, uh, really more party oriented. Like, like I feel like this in the early days of hip hop, this is kind of like the early framework of just like you listen to it for the the beats in a way. I think mm. I don't think it's as known for its lyrics, um, but yeah, I'm just I've kind of been into that. You know, old school hip hop vibe, and that sounds right up my alley. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that the it's also pretty tight. It's only ten tracks, which for hip hop album, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty especially short, especially for an early hip hop album. Yeah, you know, some of those. I mean, we're <laughs> just. I think we always talk about hip hop skits, but the uh, the opening one for um, Three Feet High and Rising is one that always sticks in my oh, mind. Those, the the game show that. Yeah. There are some fun songs on on that album, but yeah, I think that's ultimately why I ended up selling it, which I kind of regret because like the songs in that I like, I mm. really like, but yeah, they're 
when you have a skit that's an entire game show and it's the jokes are not that funny, like stop. <laughs> like, yeah, no, but I mean, I, I think eighties humor is I think very different. Yeah, it probably didn't age well comparatively, but at the same time, it just it was it was pretty long. Like it was very it was too yeah. long. But yeah, yeah, I, I get you there. Yeah, it's, I I really do want to listen to more hip hop. I've just yeah, I, I the other day I don't know if you can see the CDs that are I have on my on my shelf over there. That I just did the same thing you've been doing. It's just hidden random on Discogs a couple yeah. times and just pulling from there. Uh, except I think I specifically pulled out Silver Apples of the Moon because I was just I I actually have this uh, I have a couple of synth stuff coming in the mail or it should be coming it should be in stock soon mm -hmm. that is supposed to be like a lot like the system that was used yeah. on Silver Apples but it's much smaller and much cheaper yeah. so I'm psyched about that but nice. anyway um, that looks cool yeah this is uh, Art of Noise Who is Afraid of the Art of Noise um, I'm trying to remember I know I know I gotta tell you my dad loves Art of Noise really yeah that's funny What what's the um I think they're known for like their, their other album. I can't remember. I don't know. It, I, I just remember like he played me some other stuff when I was younger, and he had a shit ton of like OG tapes. From yeah, I, yeah, like back th in the day. There's there's a song called Christianity is Stupid, or something. I don't like know that. if that was one of his favorites, but uh, he... but <laughs> I, I think I'm thinking of Art and Noise. Yeah, I, I might be mixing them up with somebody, but I don't. I just I remember because I think Devin really likes Art and Noise, or one of. One of those plunder phonics-y type of bands. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. And so I saw this here and I'm like, when am I going to see this yeah. again? So that looks really cool. I don't know, I, I don't know yeah. what to expect from it at all. Um, but I'm really excited nice. about it. Um, and then Shape of Jazz to come. I, I, I bought that recently too. Which yeah. I, I hadn't had a, you know, I, one of those albums I, I you know, yeah. should have had. Well, if you remember, I used to have uh, one of those, like, I used to have a bunch of these, like, jazz compilations oh, that were yeah. just, like, by the artist, and it would have, like, you know, 12 albums of theirs spread on, like, three CDs. And, like, that's all well and good, but, I mean, one, the mixing for a lot of them is not that great. Yeah. And I just don't like having two albums on the same disc. Yeah. It's just not my thing. So, you know... I ended up selling a bunch of them, and so I've had to buy back a lot of my Ornette Coleman yeah. albums. And so I think I have Change of the Century, and I think this is our music, maybe, and, and Free Jazz. Mm -hmm. But I don't have this, and so I'm really psyched to have it. That's the, you know, that's iconic. Obviously. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, there's you know some great tracks on this thing, even beyond like Lonely Woman. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I think a lot of this is like, I've listened to this album just a ton of times, but I don't remember the track names yeah. a ton. Um, but yeah. Always, always up for some good jazz. Nice. Um, and art of noise, apparently. <laughs> I want to preface this by saying I always keep Lauren in mind when you, I look for Jesus CDs. is King by Kanye West. No. I can. Um, I tried to convince Scott to get it today, <laughs> and he wouldn't listen to me. No. He, he started to call me names, and it was just... <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, so I am actually interested in this, and I will say... I used to despise this artist, and it's their the album that everyone loves. They only have two. Is grown on me, and this is their early one, which I, I think is more is a little bit more indie. Whereas they went a little bit more mainstream on their. Big, I, I'm big, looking forward to this. Uh, fun. Okay. Um, aim and ignite. Uh, which, first of all, I don't know. This is a fun cover. I yeah, like it. Uh, I this is one not second. what I expected from fun. Is it? It, it does it live up to its namesake, uh, Peacock on a gun? It's a cool cover, and like the sense I get is that obviously you know some nights and tonight, right. like you know those like you God, know. God, I hate that song yeah. so much. Yeah, They've, it's. I still the one thing I will never get used to. I've definitely come to appreciate, and the rest of the album is actually pretty good. Uh, I think it's one of those thing cases where, um, yeah, like the singles. Singles kind of overshadowed it unfairly. Like I think the album itself actually has some cool ideas. Is um, it like, is it unfair or inaccurate of me to think of it as like kind of like Mumford and Sons? Like I, I for some reason I always put like Fun and Mumford and Sons in in like that same like group of like these indie pop darlings from like the 2010s. Yeah, that well, nobody they, gives a shit about. They now. basically um, they took styles like I mean Fun with indie and. Um, Mumford Sons with Folk, where they kind of took those styles and just made them very, very commercial, like very, yeah. very box store. Um, I, 
I, I genuinely like the first Mumford and Sons. Like, there are some actually genuinely good songs on that first album. The second album's pretty bad. And now they've become like a like a stadium rock band. And it's like, that's okay. I'm all set. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually like the first, the one moment, um, uh, the middle of Some Nights, where he does like that weird riffing with auto tune. I, I think that's still awful. No but idea. The rest of the rest of that album, I've, I've definitely grown, and the, my sense is, yeah, this is a little bit more artsy fartsy. Kind um, of looks like a Raymond Pettibon cover. Yeah. Doesn't it? Look, like the way it's drawn. I could see that. Yeah, except that there's nobody with like a gun. In the inside, that's what the band looks like, kind of. Okay. Um, and of course, uh, Jack Anoff, who has kind of made a name for himself as a you know a well well known producer songwriter, has worked with you know Taylor Swift, St. Vincent, Lord. Bleachers, um, uh, yeah, Bleachers, which Lauren loves. I love it too. The their de- the Bleachers debut. That's a fun album. Um, Lord, um, not Lord. No, I, I'm pretty sure he worked with Lord. He did work with Lord. Yeah. Oh, I just I meant I'm not a I'm not a huge oh, Lord. I'm not have, a huge... have you seen actually? Have you seen the new Lord album cover? Yeah, you get a nice view of her butt, which yeah, is uh, yeah. always fun. I mean, I, Saint Vincent did it first, man. She she did she did, she did, did do it first. Did it better. Well. I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like I don't like. I haven't listened to Lauren enough to have like a fair opinion, but I just feel like she has a very boring voice and delivery. Yeah, I mean, I used to really love Pure Heroin. I still have it. I think, maybe I do. I don't know. Um, but I got kind of, you know, disenfranchised with it a little bit. Disenfranchised. <laughs> disenfranchised. So you, 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 you lost the right to vote while listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I, I guess uh, like soured, D- on dis- it. disenchanted with it. Disenchant. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> this is not the first time I've done something like it this. It has to be today. really bad if you lost your right to vote just by listening to. I, you know, I, I could feel it taken from me. <laughs> the government, like, as, you as, as Gladiator came a, on, man. A knock on your door, give us your vote rights yeah. now. Yeah, you, you aren't allowed to. <laughs> you you aren't listen allowed. to Lord. <laughs> oh, I, I I've heard her second album is really good. But yeah, it got I, a lot I, of acclaim. Yeah. yeah, but I've only liked the was a green light. Like I, yeah. I, I think that's a great song, but I just have not been able to get into the rest of it. I need to give her a chance because I think the main, re- I just really didn't care for Royals. Honestly, it wasn't it wasn't one of my favorite yeah. songs. Like that was popular. What, what about the Weird Al cover Foil? That that was see Weird Al. Yeah. Next to aluminum foil. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay. Uh, my friend. What have we got here? Um, oh, Mingus Ahum by uh, Ooh. Charles Mingus. I don't know if it's Ahum yeah. or Ahum. I used to hate this album. Really? I used to hate this album wow. back in the day. Like I remember we bought this when we were both in college, and uh, the first track, "Get It in Your Better Get It in Your Soul," just like I hated how it never felt like it was actually on beat at all. Like, it felt like it was swinging so much that it wasn't even on tempo, and it bothered mm-hmm. me so much. And, like, you could hear Mingus, like, screaming mm-hmm. on it and stuff like that. I was just like, fuck this album. Uh, love this album now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. But, yeah, I, I, they had a bunch of copies of it. This was, like, the cheapest at, like, five bucks. So I'm like, huh. you know what? Go for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's the remastered, possibly. I don't know. Uh, looks like it. I don't know. Um, love, love this album. I think it's. I think with that, I almost have all the Mingus I want. Nice. So psyched about that. Nice. Oh, also, just Thelonious Monk with John Coltrane. Ooh. Yeah, this is this is a favorite of mine. Uh, the r- version of Ruby, my dear, that they do is one of my favorite jazz songs. Uh, Coltrane just brings just so much yeah. into this thing. Just so much expression, and like Monk already does that really well. But I feel like Monk has like this schizoid type of mode of expression yeah that is interesting on one end but it's also kind of alienating another but i feel like coltrane kind of reins him in almost or at least brings sort of another side to everything yeah um and i mean they were they worked together a lot uh at the beginning of coltrane's career Mm -hmm. so it was just yeah great great little thing Still slowly getting all the Monk albums that yeah. I missed because you know sold that sold that so Monk this, album the collection that, that yeah collection. yeah I had two of those I think two Monk collections I I totally I get the pros and cons of that you could buy you like expediently buy 
yeah. all the albums. But yeah, that would annoy me so much. Oh yeah, especially if the album you want to listen to is like in the middle, and you have to, like, yeah. have to skip. Well, yeah. I think the bigger thing was just like my eye would just glide over it. Like, yeah, I have a couple of box sets that my eye just flies over them, like uh, like a Luke Ferrari box set, which is amazing. Yeah. Like go listen to Luke Ferrari; he's incredible. But just like I just tend to overlook it, and I'd rather just have this album right here. Uh, though I, I really should break open that set at some point because there's some really cool like music concrete and like sound art sort of things going on. Nice with that little collection. But anyway, getting way off topic, as per usual. Yeah. So this is also from the hip hop section, but a very different time period and genre. Um, yeah, there's a the big single on this everyone knows and I like it, but it also it got was pretty well acclaimed in indie circles and it was you know pretty cheap. I've always loved like the, the presentation. I hope it's good. Arcade because Fire? no, I hope it's good. It is hip hop, I think, but yeah. it's uh, MIA. Oh, um, okay. Kala, obviously the Paper track planes. being Paper Planes. Yeah. All I wanna do is bump, bump, bump. Yeah, like that. Everyone. Everyone knows that song. I really, um, I, I've really been interested in the uh, the album Maya of hers. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like more experimental. Yeah, so I'm hoping that this, like if this is cool, I want to check out just because I, I don't know much about Mia at all except for that song. Um, I know that she's super political. Um, yeah, like, I just, I like just, she's on like a, like a immortal technique level of political yeah. at times, uh, which you know. Take it or leave it. But um, obviously, her, her presentation is a little bit more palatable than Moral Technique. <laughs> um, I, I just, I like, every time I try to listen to Moral Technique, I'm like, wow, you you said just give me the most basic beat that you can <laughs> and I'll rap over it. Which I understand, like, that's not, like, the point of his music is not, you know. Yeah. But at a certain point, wow, this is very colorful. Yeah, uh, all also, of her albums are really colorful. Like also, this. just to show you how old this album is, you could get a free ringtone, <laughs> which that. Do people oh, do people still do that? I, I have a copy of Billy Joel's Glass Houses, which I mean in itself archaic, but um, there is a little insert that says, "Oh, you can use the CD as a CD-ROM in your computer and access interactive videos and stuff like that." Like, wow, that's. I'm like, what? Like, okay, one. I don't think any Billy Joel fan, like, I think a normal Billy Joel fan is not my age, so I don't even know if they know how to do it. Yeah. Two, I don't think the software would even work nowadays. <laughs> Weirder still, I bought that album in a Rite Aid. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, man. I don't know if I was there or you texted me about it, but yeah, you were looking to finish your Billy Joel collection and just, of, all, of all places. Yeah, I'm just like, here we go. We got yeah. it in a Rite Aid. Oh, like, that's really okay, funny. Sure. That's really That Rite funny. Aid is weird. They had like clothes for sale there. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's interesting. Pretty odd. Just uh, anything you might need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Oh, man. All right. Let's see what I, I've got. It so much. Ah, actually, I'm starting to run out. Okay. Uh, oh, three, two. Okay. Uh, Boris, feedbacker. Nice. Yeah. I, you know, I've never listened to this. Um, I really haven't listened to a ton of Boris. I think a little bit of Amplifier Worship, Pink. I had Pink for a while. No, 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 not no. Um, noise was the album, and I think that oh, Sunbaked Snow Cave, Gen Show with they did with yeah. that as well. Yeah, that was about it. But they have a huge discography. Um, but this is like one of their probably the most acclaimed out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what, I want to try something new, or kind of new. So yeah. why not? Nice. Actually, so I, I guess this is metal. I guess I yeah, did get yeah. metal. There you yeah, go. So. Okay. Well, well, we'll see how actual, like, you know, metal, metal it is. Yeah. Because, I mean, sometimes they can just get mostly, you know, droney or whatever you want to call Pink. Pink's kind of like a hard rock album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shots fired, I guess. <laughs> um, okay. Other one is uh, Sunny Side Up, which is a collaboration between uh, Dizzy Gillespie, Sunny Stitt, and Sunny Rollins. And yeah. it's uh, like this odd little bebop album. I really like it. Uh, that's I love the pun, sunny side up. Yeah, that's great. It's um, there's a couple of this, the sunny side of the street is uh, 
the first track on yeah. this thing. It was, I, I don't think that's meant to be like that, but yeah, I, this is an album I just, I always look for, and I think I've seen it before, but I'm, I'm glad I was able to find it, yeah. like actually pick it up this time, because it's one of those, like, it's not too, I guess it's kind of well-known, but like, I don't really see a ton of people talking about it when they talk about any of these artists. Um, I really haven't listened to like any Sonny Stitt. I really don't know him aside from this album, but the other two, yeah, like Gillespie and, and Rollins. Definitely. I, I always try to look out for some Dizzy Gillespie because uh, he has a couple, he's a, he has a cool career. Just like starting off in bebop and then sort of moving into like Afro-Cuban jazz. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of, the, so he worked with um, Arturo Sandoval in like the 70s, I think. And um, I there was an album that they did together that I saw there that looked interesting, but I didn't really want to take that chance, mm. kind of. Um, yeah. Because I had like a ton of, I, I put a lot of jazz back today, but yeah, you have I have one more. Okay. It's kind of jazz. It was in electronic because uh, they, I don't know, I guess it was, it, it's a scalpel. Um, I think this might be the, yeah, I think it's their self-titled. Uh, they are two Polish DJs who use jazz, like native Polish jazz. I'm hoping I'm getting that right. I'm pretty sure that's where they're from. And it kind of, it comes across as like very electronic forward new jazz. Okay. Um, but it's, it's not like it's, it's all any jazz you hear is all sample based. So when you say um, like Polish, like we're talking about like European free jazz, like that sort of thing, or it sounds, it sounds more, it sounds more on like the cleaner side. So okay. I'm not, sh I don't think so, but, uh, this is, was their debut. So maybe they were a little bit more bold because their, their newest album is very much in line with what you'd expect from like a, a new jazz album nowadays. So I'm not sure if they were a little bit bolder. That would be awesome if yeah. they incorporated. Um, yeah, it, it'd be so cool to do like uh, you know that that Adlib album where it's like Adlib invades Blue Note or whatever. Yeah, I, it'd yeah. be cool to see him do that with like the um, uh, Impulse catalog. Yeah, like, that would be super cool. That would be awesome. Yeah, I I really want to listen to that now though. Like scalpel, I don't yeah. think, like because I love sampling and I love jazz and just putting all that shit together, man. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, I you know it's funny because I yeah, I thought you were gonna talk. About this album, because Ooh, you yeah. talk about jazz and electronic music. Yeah, it's uh, floating points of Pharaoh Sanders. Uh, what is it? Um, doesn't even say the title on it. Um, promises. Yeah, yeah. Does it say? I, I it's yeah. On the, on the back. It's on the back. Okay, it's on the back, but it's not on the front. I don't even notice. Yeah, it's nowhere on the front. But super cool album cover. I, I I was looking for this. I I thought it would be in floating points, but it was in Pharaoh Sanders. Huh. And I thought maybe that it might be like in rock because it was kind of popular enough of a release yeah but, yeah i'm just glad i found it uh, yeah because this was like probably the one album that i went in today knowing that i really wanted to get yeah um and i don't think i was able to get any of the other ones i think oh active child yeah but i i didn't have a huge list in any case but super psyched i really want to wait to get that on because they yeah they they modeled after the that the cover is very much an homage to Free Jazz by Renette Coleman. Um, like just the like the the, the color the color okay. scheme of their names is, is very similar. Oh um, right yeah. right yeah. And so the original version of the vinyl of Free Jazz has a die cut, and you like it, obviously you have like the picture frame. You open it up, it has the full picture. They do the same thing on the vinyl release for that. So I really want to wait to get it on vinyl because I think that's cool. Yeah. So nice. that, this is going to raise that body because that's one of my favorite albums of the year. So you're all, you got... I'm all set. You're all set? I'm all done. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's one of those albums like, that I can't wait to listen to more. Yeah. I just, I feel like there's so much more in it. Yeah. That I just can't wait to just kind of plumb out of it. Yeah. Plum? I don't think that's the right word. Uh, I'll take... Glenn Branca, World Upside Down. Ooh. I don't really know anything about this album, uh... But I saw that they actually had some Glenn Bronca in stock, and I just took it because yeah. I really like Bronca's one of those like musicians that I've been trying to get into, and I haven't had a ton of luck. Um, it's it's difficult. It's super difficult music for me because a lot of it is just very repetitious and it's more focused on like sort of overtones and like texture than it is more more traditional aspects of music. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I've never heard of this album at all. But, I mean, the album cover kind of looks cool. Yeah. It's kind of like this weird... almost looks like Barbie and Ken, but but it's it's not. Like, yeah, it looks kind of like gymnastics or something. Yeah. Or... Well, it, it just for some reason, like they, they almost look like dolls because of the lighting. They like, do, the actually. Lighting. Yeah. But, yeah, so really... Uh, we'll see what... I mean, I have a pretty good idea of what this is going to sound like, but, um, I mean, Brock has a pretty big discography, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm psyched to just sort of see what that's about. Uh, and finally... Uh, Antichrist Superstar by Marilyn Ooh. Manson. Yeah, I used to have this, and I don't know what happened to it. I think I sold it because I was just getting tired of Marilyn Manson. I think I had, like, um, Portrait of the American Family as mm-hmm. well, and I just got tired of, of this in Portrait uh, because I think, I mean, Mechanical Animals, I think, is still his best album by, like, a huge margin. Uh, but I've been really in the mood for listening to this again. Because there's some great tracks off of this I mean, thing. Beautiful people. Yeah, I mean, I mean but, but even beyond that, I mean, yeah. Irresponsible Hate Anthem. Uh, um, I loved Angel with the Scab Wings. Yes, yeah. Angel with the Scab Wings is really good. Um, specifically, there's, oh, where is it? Refle- Reflecting God is is one of my favorite Marilyn Manson tracks. The title track for this thing. Yeah, there's just some great... Uh, Cryptor Child is really freaky with like those... I think it's like vocoder vocals on it. When I first heard those, that that was that was like a weird moment. Mm-hmm. It was like hearing vocoder for the first time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely like it's not something you're always going to listen to. But uh, yeah, actually, I remember. Oh, you know what's really funny? It's actually the first time I bought this album was with Andrew's older brother. Oh, really? Yeah, I was. Uh, me and him and a friend of ours went to the mall and, and like down in Massachusetts, and we I bought this. And I want to say I bought maybe Judas Priest Painkiller. Nice. Yeah. Was, but but just like hanging out with like this album cover was just like they're like what? Like I I don't I don't think they they knew what I was getting into. Yeah. At that time. So yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember I um. It was just when I had like a CD player. So this was you know on the bus. My dad had that CD, and I literally would just. Beautiful people, you know, skip back. I just played over and over again. Yeah, because I mean that's just that's quintessential. Like, I mean, it's like, all relatives to the size of your steeple. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like it just for me at least it just felt like quintessential. Really looking back, um, like uh, gateway metal. Like it yeah. just it was like it was really you know brash, heavy, in your face, very simple. Like like that na 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 na, and then like the big chorus. And then the music video was, at the time, just horrifying to me and, like, super cool. That, all that imagery was, yeah, yeah I, I always just, found it really cool. Yeah. Like, actually, I had Mechanical Animals on a few weeks ago, and uh, if you look through the, the liner notes in that, like, a lot of the art inside of it is all just medical diagrams of, like, coma victims. of Or, like, uh, they're, they're, like, coma charts. Yeah. And stuff like that. And it was, like, I really like how it looks. Yeah. I don't know. It's something that, like... Say what you will about Marilyn Manson now, but I mean, aesthetically, the guy's kind of on point with like he he's got a brand and he knows yeah. what to do with it. He did. I, um, I don't know if the, his last several albums have been any good. I get the I, sense that I heard that he came back a little bit with like his last album. Yeah, I heard that. I think before. his most recent one, at least people World liked it more. Down, yeah, like. than what he had been doing. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: He's currently on trial for um, spitting on a photojournalist in New Hampshire. He played, oh. yeah, so this happened a few years ago. Um, he's finally going to court. He, is he going to court for it? It's it's interesting. I don't know if it's just the fact that he avoided like charges initially, but they made it sound like he beat her up and like he he spit. Not that he shouldn't spit on people, but yeah. like it's. I feel like technically that's assault, but like I don't know. It's it's just yeah. It, it just. I feel like when you, I'm surprised he hasn't. I mean, at least the, not that I've read. He, I mean, well, there was the whole Columbine thing, obviously. That was, you know, he got blamed for that. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but a lot of people got blamed for that. Yeah. KMFDM did, too, yeah. you know. I think he was just given a big stage to respond with that Michael Moore documentary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Bowling with Columbine. Yeah. Yeah, which is an interesting yeah. movie, for sure. Uh, I, You know, it is surprising that he hasn't gotten, like, you know, I, I don't know. See, I guess what I don't get is that it's, it's 2021, and they're still beating down his door 
in order, or maybe he's yeah. beating down everybody else's door to be controversial. I, I just don't get why people are still giving a shit. Yeah, about, I mean, about him out of all people. Yeah, I mean, it's always interesting when like he was like, you know, public enemy number one, or at least like like what uh, what moms feared at one point. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's. I wonder if you could go back and just pinpoint when he just started becoming like, eh, I don't know, like like when when he stopped becoming so scary. Because I think if you ask I, parents nowadays, like, who, like, who are you afraid of your, parent, your kids listening? It's not going to be Marilyn Manson. I mean, it feels like it was right around the time we started high school, honestly. Yeah. Because, like, you think about, like, hip-hop. I mean, hip-hop had already been pretty dominant since, like, 2000. Yeah, I mean, even before then. But, like, I feel like, you know, that kind of, like, gangsta... Or not, not even gangsta. Um, what do we call it? Party, you know. Um, what's the name for it? I, I can't remember the exact name for it. It's not, like, party rap, but it's, like, that... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. like, they're just kind of, like, we're rapping about how rich we are. Yeah. And everything. Um, like, I don't know, it, it felt like after, like, before hip-hop really, really turned into, like, the thing that people listen to, I felt like it was Marilyn Manson almost before that. Yeah. Like, that kind of shock rock and, like, that kind of post-grunge crap. And It's so interesting I, how, I just feel like that's changed so much because, you know... Like, obviously, back in the day, you know, people were scared of, you know, Maiden and Priest. Then, obviously, you know, when time goes on, you know, like, Slipknot, uh, you know, Korn. Like yeah. But, like, now, who are the metal bands that... I mean, like, maybe Code Orange has weird... Like, cause most of the metal bands, they don't look... They, they don't seem... They don't feel scary. And most of the popular metal bands. Yeah. So, it is, I feel like you don't have a Slipknot or, like, a Marilyn Manson or a Korn anymore. Like, you don't yeah. have that kind of... But I feel like I see. I feel like hip hop has taken that over a lot. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Is like I feel like it's it's definitely shifted. I mean, I guess back in the day you had, you know, you like Dre or Biggie or whatever. Yeah, you know, I'm I, talking about like I'm saying like hip hop. There are a lot of hip hop like you know musicians out there who are like pretty scary looking like sometimes. Push, pushing the boundaries, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I mean, probably bad example, but like Hobson's like uh, like the black contacts or whatever you yeah. would wear. You know, like little things like that. How like there's like that whole like emo trap thing going on. Tyler used to do that too. I like I don't. Tyler wasn't like super. Oh, right in the Yonkers. Yeah, video. He used to, yeah. I mean, he was relatively <laughs> stabbed Bruno yeah. Mars in his goddamn esophagus. <laughs> he wasn't like mainstream, mainstream, but he he definitely had some. He had his moment, Tyler. Dude, he's getting up there now. Like he, like people, his, like his like he is at a nice uh, Flower Boy, which I never listened to. Yeah, me neither. Um, but that got acclaim. I liked Igor. I mean, obviously it was like an RB album, and uh, the new one. Yeah, call me, call me, I, if you get lost. I liked it. I haven't I haven't listened to a Tyler album in a long time, but uh, or I, a rap album because I listen to Igor. But yeah, I mean. I thought it was good. I really I haven't liked listened it. to any... I, I don't think I've ever listened to a full Tyler album now that I think about it. Now, I don't really know if I'd really enjoy it. Goblin and Bastard were... Um, Wolf Wolf was definitely an improvement. Wolf. Cherry Bomb just had production issues galore, so that's kind of hard to talk about. But yeah, Bastard and Goblin had their moments, but... I'm a fucking walk of paradox. No, no I'm, I'm not. not. <laughs> he definitely... Like, I feel like Fantana's review for Goblin is just perfectly sums up the issues with it. Is that, one, um, all of, like, the rest of Odd Future are, like, horrible. Like, really, really bad. Really bad Wasn't rapper. Frank Ocean part of Odd Future? He, he... I don't think he was on Goblin. But, yeah, Goblin... He rapped a little bit, but the, obviously he did his R&B thing. Other than Earl Sweatshirt, like, pretty much everyone else was horrible. But also... His beats have come a long way because originally they were like bad. His beats were really bad, like really like Fisher Price, my first hip hop album, like not good. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this, it's really funny to see like that trajectory because I don't think anybody expected Tyler the Creator to be like a pitchfork darling. Yeah, it's it's, it's very good for him. You know, he was kind of, uh, um, you know, like. You thought he would be, you know, like a meme, you know, meme rapper. Like he would have his moment, and he's really solidified himself. Yeah. As yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see his uh, Fantano's Tyler the Creator, like best of work, or like he did like a tier list? Did he really? Yeah. I'll have to watch that. Uh, I, I could mean, probably mentally pick what he would. It's really not that surprising. Yeah, I was gonna say I could probably yeah. figure out. Um, kind of just makes me surprised because I think the one he did right before that, I think he did Mars Volta. And then, but I, I know at one point he did Queens of the Stone Age, yeah. and I've been really wanting to get a new Queens of the Stone Age album at some point. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had like Clockwork, 
at Bulma's, but it wasn't, it was just new. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, I don't really want to pay that much for yeah. this and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I've just been really dying for some Queens. J- Josh Homme's a really great guitarist. Just, like, the way he sort of writes core, like, writes licks and stuff like that is just yeah. fascinating. But I forget. Real quick, that reminds me of, uh, they did a, uh, like, Blind Listen with uh, the guitarist for Black Keys, and they showed him it was uh, Perfect Illusion by Lady Gaga, and there's, a like, a guitar, like, screech, you know, interpolation um, that Josh Homme actually recorded, okay. and it, it, it doesn't sound good. Like, it's not, like, it was badly... I mean, like, it's hard to critique him for his performance because it was it's a very simple line, yeah. and that's what the song called for, but just it was very shrill, and so he, criti- he criticized it, um, he said this this is, uh, doesn't sound good, and people in the comments were like, "Yeah, like way to criticize Josh Homme, like you don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, first of all, the whole point is it's a blind listen. Yeah. Second of all, like people who make good music can also make bad. Like, oh they, yeah, like oh, it's, it's not it, just because it's written by Josh Homme, like you don't have to be like, "Wow, that's you know." Oh, he's he's good not job, I mean, the, sir. the latest Queens and Sony job. I just don't even want to touch. It's the one with the. It's it's the one where where, where it's, it has the hands in front of his. Oh yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's villains. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember listening to it a little bit. I was like, nope, no thanks. Yeah. Like, I, I, I love me some Queens of the Stone Age. Like, I had um, Songs for the Deaf on not too long ago. I just, god damn, I love that album. Yeah. Just every time I put on a Queens album, like, I just fucking love it. Um, anyway, want to talk about Albums of the Week? Albums or, of the Week. Okay. Where, what you yeah. got? I got to look mine up for a second. Uh, keep it simple because I just, I was in the mood for big riffs, big vocals, and... Uh, I know where to get it, and that is <laughs> Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. Uh, I have it on vinyl, an OG, OG copy I got at uh, Skeleton Records in Rochester, New Hampshire. Um, it was pretty cheap, too. Like And, and uh, there are a few... What were you doing up in Rochester? Uh, it's a long story. It involves yeah. going to a Pokemon tournament with Alexander. But, <laughs> but that, that's a story for another day. A TCG? Or, no, like like okay. on the All on right. the DS, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it was you know there are a few. It's definitely an old copy, a few pops here and there, like a few minor skips. But for the like, thankfully, the two songs you want to hear, "Number of the Beast" and yeah. "Run to the Hills," sound I lived flawless. Alone. And just my mind was blank. Oh, what about um, uh, uh "How Be Thy Name"? Oh yeah, I I mean the whole album is uh, yeah is, is great. Well, I, it's most of the album. It's like Gangland. I couldn't give less of a shit about that song. Yeah. Uh, 22, or is it 22 Acacia Avenue? Yeah. I, I used to like that song. I'm kind of indifferent now. But, I mean, yeah, for the most part, great yeah. tracks all around. Runs of the Hills, yeah. Uh, my, my favorite part of listening to it is, is Lauren, because I put it on when we were cleaning the house, and Lauren periodically coming by and just, like, doing devil horns, like, <laughs> randomly, just to be like, yeah. Like, but, yeah, I just, I, again, I just, like, you know what? I want to listen to some soaring shredding metal and like that's uh, yeah. really hard to go wrong with number of the beast it really yeah it's such a it, like that okay you know that where he, he holds that note i think in how it be that name you know running low and he just holds that and it just climbs yeah that just amazes me every time i listen to that yeah just like that he's able to do that not to mention like i don't think he had any vocal training at that time either which is like just astounds me uh, That's crazy. Yeah, just such an immensely talented vocalist. I mean, a talented band altogether. Yeah. Anyway, for sure. Yeah, uh, my album of the week is uh, I had this on earlier. It is uh, kind of I don't know. It's a weird. It's industrial, but it's it's not a normal industrial album. But it's a uh, Halbermensch by uh, Einstein and Nogaten. Okay. Uh, nice. It is such a like I. I really love this thing. Like, it, it's so interesting, sort of that, like, I don't know, just, like, the term industrial, like, what do you think of when you hear that? Do you just think of, like, Nine Inch Nails, or, like... Uh, I think of Godflesh, honestly. Okay. Personally, just because yeah. of, yeah. Because, like, it, it, that's what I mean, it's, it's just, like, it's such a odd term. Yeah. Because it can mean so many things, because, yeah. I mean, I think the original, you know, usage of it was, like, for, like, Throbbing Gristle. Yeah. You know, and they're a very different band from any other industrial band out there. But then you have, like, Coil doing something 
completely different. But then you also have like KMFDM doing more of like an electro-industrial thing. But then you have Einsters that know about it and they're just like playing like pieces of metal and shit. Mm-hmm. And it just like it all fits under that umbrella and it fits it well. Uh, and just, yeah, I, I love the way they really create their songs in in this album. Just like that there are like the, have you ever listened to this? Actually, have you ever listened to any? Or I think we we, we reviewed yeah. their latest album. Yeah, but they, we never really listened to any of the uh, the classic. I don't think ones, so. Right? No. Yeah, so like not like House Deluge and um, Tabula Rasa, mm-hmm. Collapse. Yeah, um, yeah. They the title track of, of Halberman just has like this repeating motif of just these vocals shouting Halberman, which is half man, mm-hmm. um, and it just kind of grows and kind of builds off of this vocal like, snippet almost and it, it's it's a really fascinating because you wouldn't think like vocals would go well as like the basis for an industrial track but it mm-hmm. just it really does and just yeah it was a really cool listen and usually you know at the end they had like a couple of remixes and things like that which I'm not a fan of usually I really loved them this side they had this list like last one I don't even know what it I don't even know if it was a remix but it was like this it, it, it was like all noise almost it was like they they because i think they they use bowed steel like they'll they'll take like cymbals and stuff and they'll play it like draw violin bow across mm. it which makes it like gives off a really really screechy sound yeah and they did that a lot and it was like this wall of it and I, it was like really cool to listen to um yeah it just reminds me of just how much i need to listen to that band or yeah um yeah nice yeah all right so i guess that is our episode this week yeah we'll be back next week with uh i think reviews for july yeah so all right until then bye bye